every person has a way they deal with things that frighten them, things that scare them. And uh, everyone has different things that make them frightened, make them scared. There's some young people who, you know, they, they're, they're, they're reckless on mountain climbing and they're not scared of nothing and they're, they, they just ignore their fear. They want to have fun, they, they ignore their fear. Then there are soldiers who protect the land of Israel and it's not that they ignore their fear, it's that they know what they're fighting for. They suppress their fear. They, they, they know that their fear is not as important as, as what they need to do and they just push that aside. I know it's scary, I know that there's, there's a problem here, but they push it aside, their fear, and that we, we have a higher mission that's more important to save people's lives, and we're going to push aside our fear, and we're going to go and we're going to help people. But there's another way to deal with fear, and I think there's something that is relevant to each of us and whatever's going on in our life. And uh, the third way is, is to directly address the fear, and to talk to it, and to... And it's, 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 it's the first Shabbat of Chabad said, we have to live with the time. He didn't mean we have to live with the, the, the style of Paris and the literature of London. He meant that we have to live with the time of the Torah portion this week. And the Torah portion this week is about addressing fear. Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses, if you remember, he was asked by the Jewish people to send spies to the land of Israel, see the best way to conquer the land of Israel. And the spies come back and they tell the people, we cannot conquer the land. People there are too strong. They're too mighty. There are giants living in the land. The cities, there are fortified cities. And more, they say, uh, there is Amalek, the nation of Amalek, which had attacked us when we left Egypt. They're in the, su- they're in the south. Then they said the Chiti, those other nations in a mountainous region, they're on the way to Israel. There's no way we're going to conquer the land of Israel. So Caliph was one of the 12 spies that went to Israel. He gets up, he silences everyone, and he says, is that all Moses did for us? And everyone thought he was like going to attack Moses. He was going to also insult Moses. Is that all he did? Because everyone was about, it was about to be chaos. Everyone was about to like burst out and like, what are we, and which is what ended up happening. Everyone burst out with, with tears and fear. And that was, ninth of, that was the ninth of Av. Ninth of Av, which Rahman uh, son, that's what caused the, Hashem said, because there was tears without reason, that's why, God forbid, Rahman son, that's why, the first and second Beit HaMikdash was destroyed that, on that same night, and the, the uh, Jewish people were expelled from Spain on the same night, and the Jewish people were expelled from England also in the 1100s in the, the same night, and that's when the final solution was drafted in the same night, and that's when uh, the World War I began in the same night. So it was all because the tears the Jewish people had on, the, on that night for, without reason. So they were frightened, they were scared. But before that all happened, Kalev managed to get a moment, a message of courage and hope to them, a three-pronged message of hope, which I think is relevant no matter what's going on in your life. Kalev said to Jewish people, is that all Moses did? It was a bait and switch. He was going, it sounded like he was about to attack Moses, but instead he said, you know what else Moses did for us? Moses was the one who split the Reed Sea for us. Moses is the one who brought us, when we asked God for quail, Moses brought us quail. And when we needed to have food, Moses brought us the manna by the man from heaven. That's, he also brought this. If Moses tells us to take ladders and to climb to heaven with ladders, no problem. We'll be victorious. Nothing can stop us. That's what Kalu said. Kalu specifically mentioned three, those three items. 
those three events because there are three things that the spies were saying why we can't conquer the land. But let's get personal for a second. Let's talk about people, no one in this room needs to be named, but people who are looking for a shidduch, looking to meet somebody. There are some people which say, you know what, girls just aren't interested. Girls aren't interested. Or the... Uh, no, it's not just girls aren't interested. They want they want people which are which are much more wealthier. They're not looking at people which are in my in my uh, uh, social financial financial state that I'm in right now. Or they say, well, it would be, I would be of marriageable material once I go to college and once I graduate or once I get a better job. But right now, where I am, I'm not able to get married because of where I am and my circumstances right now. There are other people which, which feel like, okay, you know, this could work. I have what it takes to find someone, but I'm so, uh, I make so many mistakes in my life that I don't think God's going to lend me a hand and make me get there. Those are the three kinds of things that people uh, introduce into their minds. They say, first of all, just it's impossible situation. I'm dealt a hard deck. This is also in finances. The, we're about to enter a recession. There's no way I'm going to make it in, 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 in the industry that I'm in. Or number two, well, okay, this is not just the climate that I'm in, the financial climate, but the specific circumstances. In, my, in the hill that I'm standing on, there's no, there's no, there's no uh, sack of cash going to be landing anytime soon. I just know where I am. It's just not happening. Or a third scenario is where you think like, okay, this could happen, but I don't have what it takes to bring out my potential. I don't have what it takes to... Because I, I'm plagued with my own doubts and my own fears and my own idiosyncrasies and challenges. I'm not going to be able to bring out the best potential I have in my circumstances. This is what the spies told the Jewish people. And this is relevant to everyone. I was thinking think about a friend of mine who was considering a, a prestigious position in the yeshiva. And he also had these three same doubts in his life. And he visited the Rebbe's Ohel. It was this Shabbat that he visited the Rebbe's Ohel. And he learned the talk, which I'm going to share with you in a minute. And the Rebbe's talk addressed all the doubts that he has and all of our own doubts, head on. What's the first thing the spies said? He said, the nation is too strong. The cities are fortified. Think about a Chabad rabbi going out to this new region. These people have walls around them. They are not interested. They're part of the cancel culture. And there's no way you're going to be able to say anything to them because as soon as you say anything to them, what might be slightly meaningful, you will be canceled. There's fortified cities. There's, nowhere else. there's no way to reach people. Fort- the second thing they said was, forget about the fortified cities. There's another problem. Another problem is, is Amalek. Amalek. Why they mention Amalek? When we left Egypt, we were on a winning streak. We had just defeated not just the world superpower, the strongest nation in the world, but the Talmud says Egypt ruled over all the countries of the world at the time. So we defeated the, the king of the world. So we were left Egypt, we were hot stuff. Then we left Egypt and God protected us with clouds. God brought us the manna bread from the heaven. God gave us the water from the rock. We had everything going for us. And then the Torah says we had doubts. Our doubts were, is God with us? Is God really with us? That's what, the doubts that we had. You can imagine how people having such a doubt, seeing that happen. Well, you're Jewish, right? You know that you have two sides. You have a godly soul, you have an animal soul. And, and you could have both thoughts come into your mind. Yeah, this is good, this is good, but this isn't so good, and this isn't so good. And, and the guy's tent next to me, you know, his tent is much better than mine. Whatever, any kind of crazy things that, is Hashem really with us? Are we really going to make it? We just left Egypt. They had doubts. 
Because they had doubts, the word Amalek, the nation that attacked us, the word Amalek is a numerical equivalent to the word Safek, which means doubt. Because we doubted whether God was with us or not, Amalek attacked us. So, so the spies said to Jewish people, we can't conquer Israel because we don't deserve it. We don't deserve it. Maybe God could do great things, but we don't deserve it. We're, we have our own, we're our own worst enemy. Like, we're, they, they, they felt it was, it's just impossible. And then they said a third thing. You know what? If we ever get to the land of Israel, that's the land God, God said, spoke about. He didn't speak about the way to Israel. He didn't speak about the desert. He didn't speak about all the things you have to do to get to Israel. If we ever get to Israel, we got it made. We're never going to get there. On the way to Israel, there's a chitim. There's, there's no way we're going to get to Israel. So in order to counter these claims, Kali said three things. The first thing he said to them was, I want you to know that Moshe Rabbeinu split the Reed Sea. You're worried about this impossible scenario. It's impossible. There are giants there, fortified cities, walled cities. We just, God split the Reed Sea. Impossible. What did a General Montgomery say? The difficult we do immediately, the impossible takes a little longer. <laughs> we split the Reed Sea. Nothing to talk about. But then there's a second situation, second problem. They said to Jewish people, we don't deserve it. To counter this claim, Kalev mentioned the quail. I want to, for a second, before I tell you about the quail, I want to talk to you about Kalev himself. The Torah describes Kalev, it doesn't mention Yehoshua. There were actually two people who stood up to the spies and said we should be courageous, we should have faith in God. Two people. The Torah only speaks about one of them, Yehoshua and Kalev. But Torah only talks about Kalev. In fact, Kalev, God says about Kalev, he had a different spirit than everybody else, and therefore he'll be rewarded. He is going to inherit the land, the city of Hebron, because he had a different spirit. He, he had a, a spirit of another kind, is the word the Torah uses. What's the meaning of a spirit of another kind? It sounds like very nice rhetoric, but the Torah is not a book of rhetoric. What's a ruach hacher taitaimo? What does that mean? What it means is, Kalev was human. He was like us. Kalev had fear. He was a tzaddik, but the Rechaim HaKadosh says he also had another spirit. He also had the Yitzhahara. He also had fear. In fact, he was afraid of his fears. And he went to Hebron. When the, all the spies went to Israel, it says, at Hebron in the singular. He went to Hebron. One of them left everybody, and they, he went to the Kever, the Oel of Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, and he prayed at the gravesite of Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. He asked Hashem, I want to do this right. Let me not succumb to my fears. Let me have trust in you. Let me make this work. So Kalev was different than everybody else. Sorry, different than Yeshua. Yeshua was a man who lived above fear. God blessed, Moshe blessed Yeshua. He added the letter Yud to his name. He lifted him above the fears. Yeshua is in different categories. He's not a person of fear. He's a person who is endowed with a special ability to trust in Hashem. So he's not in the running. He's not someone that you and I could talk to. He's a different kind of person, a person of faith. But Kalev, because he had these challenges himself, when he spoke to people, he was talking to them in their language, being for, for other people, his message was other people and for the people. That's and what he, he spoke in Yerusha, Right, that's why he spoke, and that's why he listened, they listened to him. And that's why he told them the second message. The second message was the slav. It says in the Torah that the Jewish people were dissatisfied with the man, we didn't like the man, <laughs> And we asked God to give us meat. And it says that God wasn't happy with our request, but he gave it to us anyways. And that's why he came in the nighttime. It means it was with disfavor. It wasn't something that God wanted to give us. But he gave it to us anyways. So Kalev said to them, you think God only helps you when you're a, 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 a goody-two-shoes? 
when you're when you're sugar and spice and everything nice, then God helps you. And if you mess up, God's not with there with you. So I want you to know that when we messed up and we asked God for the meat that we didn't shouldn't have asked for because we had this super godly food, the manna bread, God still gave us the manna bread despite the fact that, that that this was a negative thing and it wasn't something we should have asked for. God gave it to us anyways. That tells you that's not only that God helps us when we're doing wonderful and doing great things, but even if we're messing up. We, we, still, we still get God's blessings. There's a beautiful uh, teaching, which I'm sure I shared it with you before because I love it, so I probably say it often, but I don't know what I say when. I heard you already. Okay, good. In Mairif, in, in the evening prayer tonight, we're going to say these words, remove the Satan, remove the Yetzirah, the evil inclination, from in front of us and from behind us. What does, mean from in, what does it mean from in front of us and behind us? Before you make a mistake, the evil inclination, the Yetzirah, the sun says to you, you deserve it, enjoy it's nothing, you'll still be a good Jew, this doesn't affect your relationship with God, enjoy, it's nothing. And after you listen to him, and you do whatever he says to, to, to tell you to do, he says, you see, you're worthless, you're hopeless, this is who you are. You're... So after you do the wrong thing, he, he tells you that you don't deserve, that God should take care of you. He makes you feel that you're, that you're worthless and, and you're not able to measure up and fulfill your mission in the world. That's the second thing. The Kaliv told them, God gave us the slav. He didn't just help us with the manna bread. He gave us the slav, telling the Jewish people, even when you mess up, God does, does, doesn't let go of you. Then there's the third problem. The third problem is, I think, is a very Jewish problem. I identify the third problem with most of them. <laughs> the third problem is, I do. And right now, Baruch Hashem, we're making a school, God willing, next year, for children who, for whatever reason, can't go to regular school. Um, and there's a lot of challenges in creating a school. And... Uh, What's the third problem? The third problem is also every, every, every boy who is in, in the, and a girl who is in the age of looking for a shidduch, vaisa, 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 two minutes, I'll let you go. The, every guy is in the age of shidduch, he says, I'm not going to find a shidduch because I am different. I'm not a regular guy. I'm not a, I'm not a good catch. If I went to college, if I, if I had a good job, then I would find a shidduch. So what did college tell the Jewish people? On the way to Israel, God gave us the man. We're not in Israel yet. It's not only the way to Israel. The circumstances are such that we're not able to get to Israel. And therefore, God can't help us because until we get to the promised land and we're up to fulfilling our destiny, then God will help us. But not when we're on the way to Israel. There's lousy local conditions that are preventing us from getting into the place where the mission is supposed to happen. So Kali said you should know that even on the way to Israel, God gives you the man. That means even before, you have to go find the shidduch, right? You need to find the shidduch. Finding a shidduch doesn't just mean that God will help you find the right girl. Finding a shidduch means, you know, Jews are so interesting. I can't find a shidduch because I don't have a car to go on a date. I can't find a shidduch because, my, because of so many different reasons. Because my older sister has to get married first. Whatever the reason is, you think it can't happen for me because of some circumstance on the way. So Kali said to them, God gave us the manna bread on the way to Israel. They tell us that even when we are not at the exact issue that we need to deal with, just things to prepare, to prepare for whatever it is, God's with us in those things as well. So three, bottom line, three-prong message. First message is, don't think the circumstances you're in are impossible. Hashem split the Reed Sea. We are, Hashem is guiding us to get to the coming of Mashiach and each of us on our mission to make that happen. He split the sea, does miracles. The second message is, you might think you're undeserving. You, are, you have a lousy circumstance and, you, and God will not help you because of your lousy uh, mistakes that you've made. So Kali says, God gave us this love. Even when we made lousy mistakes, He didn't leave us. And the third thing Kali said to them is, the Kali said was, you're worried about the nations on the way to Israel. You're worried you're not able to get to Israel. 
So Kalu said that God gave us the manna bread on the way to Israel. Not only does he give us, split the sea for us, but even on the way to Israel, before we got to the place where God, where the mission is supposed to happen, God helps us get through all the, all the preparations, preparatory steps. So we have all of the reason to trust in Hashem, to know that in our own lives, that, that there's nothing that's going to prevent us from doing the specific mission that Hashem wants us to do, to uh, tip the scale, make it happen, to bring the Shia. L'chaim. L'chaim. L'chaim.